Welcome back to the Senior Answer Podcast with Kathy and Doug. I'm Doug. This is installment number two in our four-part series on a huge cut that's coming to Medicare. So, Kathy, tell us, why is Medicare doing this? Well, supposedly Medicare is doing this to fight fraud in that post-acute care setting or home care setting. And um, there, there certainly are more effective ways and methods to do this, but the way that they're doing it is because they say they spent $300 million more um, Medicare dollars um, on bureaucrats. Why is Medicare doing this? They're doing it because they believe they are fighting fraud in the post-acute care or home health care settings. Much more effective ways exist to do this, and this is going to cost $300 million, Medicare es- estimates, for the first five states alone that Medicare is going to spend. And for the home health care agencies, it's going to cost much, much more than that to comply with this new regulation. And because Medicare is not providing any more money for all of the paper shuffling that has to go on, what's going to happen is that three or four or $500 million that the home health care agencies are going to have to spend is going to come out of patient care. So the money that should be spent on having a nurse in your home is going to be spent having a clerk in the home health care agency's office filling out forms for the government. Now, this is the only program in all of Medicare that Medicare has chosen to do this to. But this is not the only program, home health care, that has fraud and abuse problems. Some recent headlines, hospital settles $300 million in overcharges for $150 million. Well, let's see. It sounds to me like they still made $150 million extra. There was a urine test, you're not going to believe this, a urine test kickback scheme that resulted in over $256 million in overcharges to Medicare. A doctor and a, uh, several doctors and an organization that provides urine test kits colluded to order urine tests that were not necessary to the tune of $256 million. In another case, a hospital agreed to pay $72 million on $237 million in overcharges. Now, all and nobody's going to jail, nobody's going to prison, nobody's losing their job. If it was me, I would probably agree to pay $72 million to get $237 million back. So why are they doing this just to home health care? Honestly, we don't know. But much more effective methods exist than this pre-claim review, which is cumbersome and is going to deny patients care. Yeah, Doug, you know, you, 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 you're hitting the nail on the head. You are the expert in this understanding the fraud. Why didn't this organization, the, these people in Washington, call the leadership from the Texas Association from Home Health, Home Care, and Hospice, talk to Rachel get the leadership together and ask them the simple question that Jerry Maguire asked. Help me to help you. Help me to help you. I mean, if you want to get out of fraud, ask ask the experts to get that. So why didn't the people at Medicare or the people at the Office of the Inspector General who enforced the laws for Medicare or the FBI, or anybody else who investigates federal fraud abuse, why didn't they come to the industry? Because we know who's committing the fraud and abuse. It's obvious to us, and we know what the telltale signs are between when you're doing the right things for a patient and when you're doing bad things for a patient. Rachel, why didn't they come and talk to you? Well, 
in just a few words, it takes a lot of work, and it takes more work than they want to devote to it. And so we, we have actually met with CMS. We've met with officials at CMS. We've met with officials um, at the DOJ and the FBI and at MedPAC, and they have the ability to identify agencies that are committing fraud by use of some sophisticated data analytics. They can do it. And as a matter of a fact, they have implemented, they, uh, implemented targeted moratoriums, which means that they would not allow new home health agencies entry into the program in certain areas of Texas, and now have expanded that statewide. And rather than using the temporary moratorium that they implemented years ago in Houston and in Dallas to to actually target agencies that were committing fraud and abuse, all they did was implement the moratorium and move on. And that is what is so sad about this whole thing, is they would rather implement a process that affects everyone without taking the time to look at who the actual fraudsters are because it's, it's easier for them. We can just throw out a program that affects everyone, and we don't actually have to go after those fraudsters in individually. And so really at the end of the day, these programs such as Preclaim Review don't truly target fraud and abuse. And that is what's hurting our industry so terribly and what's hurting the patients ultimately at the end of the day is that these programs do not target fraud and abuse. They actually allow those fraudsters who are making up paperwork, not seeing patients, to thrive in this environment. Mm-hmm. So, Rachel, what what do people need to do to keep this from going through? It, it started in Illinois. It's going to roll out on October 1st in Florida. It's coming to Texas uh, December 1st, and, and we'll continue rolling out from there. What do people need to do about this? So, um, everyone should contact their elected official, so their congressperson, And you can find out who your congressperson is by going to SeniorAnswer.org. That's SeniorAnswer.org. Go to our news page where the news story about this uh, program is. And at the bottom of that news story, you'll find a link that will take you to Who's My Congressman? And you just put in your address information, and it will give you how to contact your congressman and make a difference in this program. You're listening to the Senior Answer Podcast, Part two on a Medicare program that will drastically reduce in-home care available to seniors with our guest Dr. Garcia, a Houston cardiologist and past president of the Texas Medical Association, and Rachel Hammond, RN Executive Director of the Texas Association for Home Care and Hospice. You can learn more about these program changes at SeniorAnswer.org. That's SeniorAnswer.org. Come back for part three of the podcast. We're going to pick this up. <laughs>